Good morning. Do you? Uh, it's uh, it's Sunday. This is X. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whoo! Y'all got a lot on my mind. I'm X. This is Dory, and we are a, a tribe, tribe called West. West. And um, we're just gonna get into it. This week was terrible. Prince is dead. Okay. I don't really want to accept that. Like, no. When, when when I found out the news, it was from TMZ. First off. All right. So I was like, y'all lying. Stop right. playing with this man's life. He's sick. He's in the hospital. Right. I get it. Right. Y'all ain't going. Prince doesn't die. Prince, Prince never de- dies. Right. That's it. I never thought that I would be saying R.I.P. Prince. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, it's just like music is dying a slow death. We lost the king, the queen Whitney. Now we lost the prince. You know, thank God for Adele and Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar. I don't, I mean, you know, like, it's just like. I, I, a world I without Beyonce. I don't, I don't want to know what that's like. I mean, I don't, I don't, and she just dropped her lemonade. During his information, I've, 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 I am in formation right now. You cannot tell a black girl nothing. I'm in formation at Jace because I just updated my title payment. No, I will be in formation when I get on this train. You can't tell me. Freedom! I was, well, nothing. actually, I was born in formation just because I'm black. You can't period. tell me nothing right But, now. yeah, so I, I don't know how to handle this print situation. I don't know what I'm going to do. Purple Rain is in theaters. I'm going to go see it. Yeah, you I don't know. do that today? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, I, uh, we're recording on a Sunday. We usually record on Friday, so this is a little bit different for us. But, so we really can tell you about our full week <laughs> today. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me just say, the week was bad because of Prince, but we were alive just to even know that he's dead. So just thank God that we were even alive. That's a high point. And just to understand our relationships with Prince, both of our mothers are like Prince stands. <gasps> like, my mom, Shelly, shout out to you. Love Virginia, you. shout out to you. That was my mother's first concert. She, she loves Prince. So, <laughs> of course I love Prince. She loves Prince. Yeah. I've been listening to Prince since I've never not listened to him. Yeah. So for him to be gone, girl, did you see that meme that said you better bubble wrap Stevie Wonder because he's all we got. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's <laughs> it. I just I don't know. And if somebody threw some shade and had a picture, of Jasmine guy said R.I.P. Pence, Prince, you will not shade Whitley Gilbert. Don't do that to Whitley. Don't do that to Whitley. Don't do that to Whitley. Okay, but Prince is everything. I haven't spoken to my mom. I think it's because we're avoiding this conversation. <laughs> it was just like what happened with Kobe. She said, Miha, what do we do? Um, what type of recourse of action can we take? Um, I believe, you know, I, we're, we're just, you know, I'm in disarray. What is the know. world coming to? All 
also, I'm on my period. I'm very emotional right now. I mean, there's things being extracted from my vagina that I cannot control. I'm in pain. It's a lot going on. I'm feeling a lot of things. And I'm ready to get into what I want to get into, Dory. Okay. But what I will tell you is so she's over here looking like a bomb. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. She is 1030. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm Whoa, good. like I'm okay. telling y'all. She's I, over here on her <laughs> cleaver status, okay? Elaine. <laughs> well, y'all, I'm bloated as hell. I look about nine months pregnant. If I was driving, I could park in expecting mothers. I, I, you know, I want to eat everything that's not vegan. I'm still on this fast. I'm pissed off. I don't want a vegan cupcake. I want some red velvet with some lard, butter, and milk. <laughs> Okay, and I gotta eat a cracker and <laughs> some freaking carrots. A man right now, okay? Any any current events? That's all the current event we need. Moving on. Oh, I wanted to shout out that um, young woman that uh, graduated with the degrees from UCLA. That's some good in the hood. UCLA. A mother of three. And she got three degrees, right? Yes. One for every child. Shout out, shout out to you, baby girl. Right. Shout out to you. Because I'm over here. I, I can't even get an associates. Okay, so I okay, so let me tell y'all uh what happened um this week. So as you guys know, I'm in comedy and uh, I'm at a school and uh that does sketch and improv and stuff like that. We do a little musical improv, a little few electives here and there. So there's a platform that we have. Thank you, D. Sorry, my hands are sweaty. There's a there's a platform that we have in which you can come once a month and you submit sketches and we do a table read of them. We put them up and we rehearse them. We work out certain like parts of it. We give our feedback. We rehearse till 10. We perform at midnight. Awesome experience. Up until this point, it's been amazing. So this past Friday, two days ago. Mm-hmm. We have a table read that was a sketch submitted by a black woman, okay? And it was about a white man who over-identifies with any other culture, any other community. If you're black, if you speak with an accent, if you're gay, if you're Muslim, whatever. He just does things that are stereotypical and offensive. On stage. On stage. Oh, no. So it starts out with the white man going into a restaurant and a man who has a southern accent is speaking to him. He starts speaking with a southern accent. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. No, it gets better. Nope. He then goes and sees a Hispanic man. And and it was kind of like the... I, I don't know if we would see... I guess we have to go to that level in comedy... But the Hispanic man had on a sombrero. I, we don't really... I'm Mexican. We don't just walk around. I mean, is it May 5th? I don't know. We don't just walk around with sombreros. And he was like, hey, Vato, what's up, Holmes? Like, Ese, what's up? He said that? He said Vato? He said Vato. Mind you, in this room, there are four black people, one being the one who wrote it. This whole time, the other white people that are in the room are just dying. It's hilarious to me. Dying laughing. Then he gets to the black woman that comes in, who he states that he met on an interracial dating app. What? He calls her a very stereotypical black name, like Starkeisha or something. No, he does not. That's not the accurate actual name, but he called her something to that degree. Okay? And she proceeds to say, like, I have a PhD, like, my name is Carol, something regular, and, like, I have a PhD and all stuff like that. 
okay, I have to, I have to take, I have to take a moment. 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 Okay. That's, that's hard to hear. He, Dorian, that's not, that's not even the jugular. That's not even hitting you really in the jugular. Okay. He then goes to singing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Bitch. Hell no. No, that's not it. No, no. Mm-mm. You don't he goes no to spiritual on me. He goes to jump down, jump down, pick a bell of cotton. Yes, the fuck he did. Yes, he, yes, Dorian. Yes, he did. And the white people are laughing. This shit is hysterical. This, this is, oh my God. Is he black at all? No, this is a white per- I said this is a character about a white person that wants to over-identify with other cultures. So he takes them on and does these things. He didn't say, I got enemies, got a lot of... He didn't say, I want you to braid my hair. He didn't say, I ordered you some fried chicken. He did a Negro spiritual and then went into jump down, jump down, pick up the cotton and ended, the last thing he ended on was black power, kill white boy. Absolutely not. A black man in there walked out, which I, me and him were locking eyes this whole time. And I could not, there was nothing funny about this to me. And the white people that were laughing, a lot of them were laughing, laughing nervously. A lot of them were looking at me. A lot of them were like, what do I do? But the thing is, she was shocked that he walked out. What? So he walks out, and there was a time when I did not want to be at the school because I had read a Washington Post, or it it was on a big platform. Let me not get to just telling stories, but it was on a big platform. And so I met with a woman who's kind of like, she's like the Rosa Parks of the school. Like, she's the reason we have a diversity jam. She be going to bat with these white people all the time. And I was speaking to her, and she said, X, how can you affect change if you're not here? And I just kept hearing her words ring in my head. And the thing was, the Southern white man who was the waiter at the restaurant was kind of like what we call the straight man, telling him, like, this is offensive, this is offensive. Right. So they were all talking about what went too far, and this, this, and that, and D, I'm quiet as a church mouse because I can't even talk right now. I can't even believe that this is just happening. I wait till the coordinator, who is black, comes in, and he gives his notes, and then I say, can I say something? When I tell y'all I was shaking with tears in my eyes, and, she, and I said, when I hear you laugh, I hear you laughing at the fact that a white person told me to take out my hair because they didn't believe black people had hair that was that long. I hear you laughing at the fact that when I went to go to a ski trip, they were doing the assembly line of giving me my stuff, and a white person said, oh, this is so heavy, it's X's, and must have fried chicken and hot sauce up in here. Right. I hear you laughing at the stereotypes that my little black brother faces every day. And she said, well, the black character said, this is racist. I said, but you know what? After he goes to pick a bell of cotton in slavery, I don't hear shit. I don't hear nothing else. I said, the only reason that I stayed, I told her, I said, I love you. You are my sister. You are a black woman. That's the only reason I stayed. And I I had to stay. I had to stay because everybody in that room learned something. They had to see who, if if I walked out, who's going to tell them that this is effed up? 
Who's going to say it? And it took everything in me. And literally, Dorian, I was shaking. And in my mind, I thought that I was going to, you know, speak eloquently. And, you know, and which I did. And not say that I didn't. But I didn't think I was going to be that emotional. But the, I said, I, I said, those laughs were so loud. I was telling them, I don't hear nothing else. I don't care about nothing else. And I told him, I said, as much, and I've done, and I, what I will appreciate is all the white people in there, because this is what I feel is disrespectful, when we got these white people that's just too liberal, and they're like, all lives matter, we're all the same. I appreciate white people that say, I'm privileged, and I can't resonate with this, and I don't think that this is right, but I don't know what notes to give. I don't even feel that it's my duty to even give a note. I can't believe that. I can't believe that someone would get on stage. No, we weren't on stage. This is a table read. I can't believe that someone would present that yeah. to other people yeah. and think that that was okay. As a sketch or whatever, improvisation, like, why did you think this was going to be funny? You're over-appropriating cultures? But you're not even a, like I said, and I said, doing blackface and just step and fetch it in. I went to the school one day and all that, that. That's not funny for that, your ass to do. It ain't, it's not your right. Let's be clear. Just like y'all can't say nigga, y'all don't need to be stepping, fetching shit. You don't do that. We ha Robert Townsend did Hollywood Shuffle because he's black. Key and Peele, that's what I said. I said, Key and Peele did that slavery bit, but they're black. Chris Rock did that opening at the Oscars, but he's black. black. You can't Come do on. that. And I told her, I said, this is offensive to me as a Latino. Like, if I'm going to do anything in reference to anybody that I'm not a member of that community, if I want to touch on gay or, you know, being trans, I need to shop it to trans people. Absolutely. Did this offend you? Because I feel like we're at a place right now with censorship or like, well, it's just a joke, you know? Like, mm. we can't rest on the fact that stuff is just comedy, you know? And I had to let her know, I said, I would be a little disservice to you as a black woman and of this art if I didn't express how I felt because I wasn't thinking about just me as a comic. We have to think about people that are coming. What about, because I, and I told her, I said, I know that you're trying to expose white people that do this, and I think this is great because I've had a white girl come up to me and said, I love Pootie Tang. Like, hi, my name is. Like, what is your name? How, like, you don't just come up to me talking about some, I, how I love. What you want me to sip a towel, water towel? Is that what you want me to do? Is that all I know, girl? A lot of black people don't even like pooties. I haven't even seen it. You ain't seen pooties? No, I've seen it. I'm saying there's black people that haven't even seen it. Yes. And you know, I'm sorry, I have to play stupid. I said, what are you talking about? You have to. I have to. Like, what is it? She came up to me singing real love. I would be like, who is this person? Because just to show you, like, what the, what are you talking about? And so I had to, and just in the fact of that the black bit was disproportionate to all the other bits, we harped so long on, it's not funny. It's offensive. And she was basing off the fact that she stood by her work, and I get as a writer you do, because she shopped it to other people, which was, if you shop it to other people and they were laughing, they were probably white people. So it was really intense <clears throat> for me, y'all. And, of course, I had to stay white people ready after the fact. I bottled up my feelings. I expressed how I felt. I was crying. I was shaking. You know, all the white people in the room were apologizing. And I, and I told one after the show, I said, I hope you really get it. He said, X, I get it. I said, I hope you really get it. I said, but then, too, how can I be mad at you when a black person gave you, gave you the sketch? How could a black person give 
a white person that's sketch and think it's okay. Because she was told, she, and this is the thing that made me angry after the fact, to find out that this was a 301 class show, meaning this was put up. So more than just y'all saw it? Yeah. No. This was approved. Of course, by a white teacher. I don't, I don't shop anything about my people or anything like that with white people. I don't even present it in the room. How will you know if this is a fit? How are you going to tell me? How are you going to tell me? Absolutely so disrespectful. I, it was hard. It was tough. But I have, to, I, I have to take the licking and keep on ticking. Like, if everybody walks out, who's going who's gonna to inform these people? Who's going to even inform our own people? And she's, and I told her, I said, she's my sister and I love you. I gave her a hug and kiss. I respect her artistry. She's a phenomenal writer. She's presented other sketches that were golden. And, you know, if somebody tells you that this is, you know, this is just perfect, you know, that's what, that's what she thinks. And I can't, I can't, I can't take that side of it because I feel like you being a black woman, you should know that that's not okay. But you know what? She did. You should, she should though. That's, that's, I, I can't take the side of people told you this was okay. So you put it up. It ain't okay for no white person to be singing on Negro Spiritual Step and Fetch It, ever. Yeah. Where are you from, Mars? <laughs> Bitch. I just, I just, I, whoo, y'all, it was difficult, but I held it down, and I will be back to fight another day, because I have to. I have to. Like, who else is going to be in those rooms? If we all walk out, somebody got to be there, and I, and I understand That's it, very but- mature you. Fuck it. It's too damn white anyway. That's why I don't like this shit. It's so white and they're not funny. But I said in the room, I said, my best friend doesn't come to this stuff because she came to a Herald night and she saw white people acting as slaves. And all the white people in the room were like, the, uh, what? Uh. Talking about said, reading. Yeah. That, reading. And he said, you need to strip me of all of my heritage. <laughs> Make sure that I'm stupid. You know, he, and they went there. And the thing is, is you're, there's just some things that's just not for you. That's just not for you. Stop it. Why? Why? I didn't want to have this appropriation episode until we specified it, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. My culture is not a costume. It's not for you. Just like niggas not for you. Braids aren't for you. But that's when privilege... Twerking was not invented by Molly Cyrus. I don't want to see your white ass in the dashiki. None of that. It's not for you. It's not. Stop. But that's the thing, too. That's when privilege rears its ugly head because I know that there are certain words used in other cultures. Like, I didn't know that the word dyke was offensive. I kept using it around Dorian. Dorian was like, X, that's offensive. I don't need any context. I don't need for her to explain to me why. But that's because I come from an oppressed people and I know what it means to be offended. So all you need to tell me is this is offensive. I don't need a 12-hour dissertation. You don't need to give me a goddamn mountaintop speech on why the word dyke is offensive. Dorian said, don't you use it? then I don't need to use it. And Doreen is not even a member of that community. I am not. She's not even a lesbian, but you don't need to be a lesbian to tell me this is offensive. And when something's offensive, just stop. Pick a Bella Cotton, white boy, you knew. He knew that was, he he had to know that wasn't cool. And see, the thing is, is that I don't know a lot about Asian culture, being Muslim, homosexuality, uh, trans, uh, Asian, uh, Jewish. I've 
expect for you to know how far to go for your people. But then, too, because I'm black, I probably would even research it. So I can't even say that. I probably would be like, well, let me see what the I'm well, saying. I feel like it's our civic duty to be informed about what's offensive and what's not. Like, right. Why? And she had, and there was a bit about being Jewish, but she asked a Jewish girl that was there on Passover. She don't give a... She was there on Passover. You you think she cares? You think she's offended? She, like, like... And But the thing is, let's say she was at Passover and this was on a different night. She's one person. She's one person. She's not the whole... And there was a thing, there's a podcast called WTF with Mark Maron, and there's Gallagher who was on there, and and, Gallagher, and Mark Maron was like, they're both white, Mark Maron was like, you are, you know, some of your stuff is homophobic and racist. He was like, no, you just want to be PC. And Mark Maron said, no, apart from you being offensive, it's not funny. It's not funny. We're arresting on the fact that it's just not, it's just not funny. And the thing is, if she didn't know whether or not something would work, a black man walked out and you got a black girl in here crying and shaking. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it's not funny. I was literally shaking during my body was shaking. My who mouth was the was brother shaking. that walked out? Did you, do you know him? You know him. It's the guy who you met. I love him. I kind of <laughs> have a crush on him. I kind of have a crush on him. I knew it was him. I knew it was him. <laughs> Love you, brother, that walked out, because I would have been right behind your ass after I bought them next. <laughs> no, Dory, we can't. Okay, nonviolent, See, non-violent. this is why Soshi is my angel, because it wouldn't have been no table read if I was there. <laughs> it would have been table flip. I would have heard. Table flip. I would have heard, pick a bell. You ain't picking shit. <laughs> Get your white ass out of here. You ain't picking a goddamn thing. No, really, really, really. That's not no, even funny. It's not. Um, just, I'm laughing at you. I'm not laughing at that. That wasn't funny. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. shaking, y'all. I was shaking. And so when, she told me she was crying. I was crying. And she didn't even want to express it to me over the phone. So I knew I it was serious. I couldn't. I couldn't even. I was. I could. This is after she found out Prince died. This is after the fact. I was like, Jesus, how much more can I bear? How much? Y'all, y'all decided to put this up the day Prince died. The day Prince died. Come on. Just no coup. Okay, just, oh, God. I was just like, y'all, I was literally sitting there, and I was like, X, you can't leave. You can't leave. And and the thing is... You're so mature. The thing, I was like, how are we going to move forward? How are we going to progress? And, you know, we can agree to disagree on a sketch, but the thing was, the fact that we stayed on the black bit for so long, and let me tell y'all something. What's the easiest thing to do? Well, two, black power does not mean kill anybody. No, it doesn't. That's exactly what the government wanted us to be viewed as, as terrorists and as a threat. When during the Black Panther movement, Huey P. Newton had members of the party that were white. Yeah. That marched with him. That when it he was, was very in jail, diverse. it was, it was very, very, very he sat down with white people because let me tell you, rich white people ain't here for middle class and, and poverty stricken white people. They're not here for them. They're yeah. here for rich white people. Right. So 
for you to put a line in that says black power kill white boy further puts a stamp of approval on this propaganda that these white people feel is accurate. Yeah. That when they see us, they shoot first because by the color of my skin, I'm a threat to you. Yeah. So that line alone is very offensive to me because that's not what black power means. It's not. It means that we've been marginalized and we've been, we've been, just just put into this little group that we are inhumane and we're aliens. That's why hashtag black love means so much because we ain't allowed to love each other. So that line right there, to hell with that. We cannot have that line. And she says, I thought it was funny that a white boy said black power kill white boy. Like, no. It's not funny. It's not. And we're going to have an episode just talking about this. I spoke with the coordinator. He's going to be a guest on it. We're just going to talk about what happened that night. Because I don't want to spend the whole time on this because we have some some more to talk about. But we're going to have an episode just about, you know, comedy, censorship, or not. Like, some sh- ain't funny. It's just not funny. And excuse me, <clears throat> I don't use these, this type of language. I don't I don't cuss or whatever. I Ever. don't. That's not my thing. I, 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 I That's not You're hurt. Thing. I'm, I'm just... I, I'm She's stuttering. Hurt. I can't even... Talk. She's hurt. And you know, I feel like he thought it was okay. You know, maybe I'm reaching, but I don't think so. It's because we we celebrate appropriation as a people. Maybe not me and you, but we look at the and I have to go to pop culture because y'all niggas pop love it. Pop culture is, is black culture. It's black culture and y'all niggas love it. Y'all niggas love it. We celebrate the Kylie Jenners of the world. Mm-hmm. We, we think that shit is cute. Which Cosmopolitan put an article saying that most Latinas want to look like her. When ho, we, you want to be Dominican mm. so bad. So when someone takes it as far as singing a ne- Negro spiritual That's what I'm saying. and saying black power. Kill white boy. Why, said, we don't wh- want you to die. I'm not trying to kill you. Why wouldn't he think it's okay for this to be funny? But it's re- it really sucks for that sister that wrote the shit. She's so disconnected. She's so disconnected just from what's going on right and now. And the thing is, my my one of my teachers, y'all, in, in my sketch class, I wanted to shop. I spoke to you about a door, and I had an idea for a woman who was raised in the South in a very, very small community, and her only reference to other cultures was film and TV. So she would see people and act out d- different things from scenes she saw on TV. And my teacher, was, who's a white Jewish woman, said, you know what, X, I don't know how we could shop this for her to not look just inherently racist. I don't think you should do. And she's white. So this is not all the teachers there. She was just like, no. And the first the first day, she said, we're not going to talk about race because you can't do it like this. And she showed the sketch of Key and Peele when they were slaves. She said, you can't. She's like, they're great and they're... Like, you just can't. So there are white people that see this and they know what it is and 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 I I'm, I really hope I, everybody in that room learned something. but we're not out here doing holocaust bits like I don't understand why do you why do they think everything is theirs that's that but see why do they think but everything see, is theirs but see the people in that room on that day no matter where they go or no matter what they see they're going to remember my tears they're going to remember the shakiness in my voice they're going to remember how i spoke they're going to remember what i said and they all were apologetic they all were like ex i don't know what to, like how like some of them were at a loss for words and i but you your raggedy ass still laughed 
You was laughing. We can't call them raggedy doing. We can't. The thing is, we have to. We're gonna have these conversations. Like I had to, I, I had to, to extract my emotions to a degree. Eventually, I stopped crying. You know, but I, I was so emotional. I'm like, we. And I, the first thing I said was, this sketch made me angry. I said, my people have been through so much, and we still go through so much. And I said, Sarah Silverman just did blackface two years ago. This is not in the past. It's just like with the episode with Whitley with the Aunt Jemima. And it's not just like it because there are two black women. But colorism is a real thing. And when she wanted when she wanted Kimberly to be Aunt Jemima and Kimberly didn't want to, Whitley was wondering why and said, this is in the past. She says, no, 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 Because when we're up there doing Aunt Jemima bits, only one person gets hurt and that's me. And if y'all don't know who Aunt Jemima is, we might have some white listeners. It was a woman who was very, very chocolate and they used her to just do like some coonish type Stuff like I went to the mall one day and Mammy, Mammy, yeah, Mammy is the character, Mammy the is quote the unquote character, character which that, is not a character for us. It's our life. life. This it's, is our history. Yeah, and so when Whitley, who is a fair-skinned woman that has hair that isn't as kinky, you know, and if you know, on some like you know, imitation of life, like could really pass for white, like you know, so. It, it, it's like when that's I'm saying between me and the black girl who did the sketch, like you may think that this is okay or we're reach we've passed a certain level in our history or this is not gonna be offended, but when you read this, it's offensive. And if I feel it's offensive, it's offensive. Yeah. You know, and it's not like it's not like we were touching on you know, gender roles or something like that, and and not to say even what, what, that is just as offensive. Even that is just as offensive. But what I'm 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 stuttering, y'all. I'm still emotional about the situation. It's just that that's what happened, and and I'm I'm saying this because some good came out of it. I knew that this conversation was going to happen, and I'm happy that the first one happened by a black person who wrote it because I had some sensitivity and sympathy for the sketch and for her and the person who was coordinating this. Where's she from? I don't know. I don't know. Mars, like, I don't understand. To see black people presenting that, I mean, it still would have been hard, but I could have, I could, I would have tried to understand what, you know, the art behind it. Yeah, that's why we did. I would have yeah. definitely tried to understand the heart behind it. But the fact that you've casted white people to do this, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Because you think black people don't come here? And maybe she was trying to, you know... But she was trying to expose the white people that over-identify, which is a real thing. And I told her, thank you for wanting to touch on that. But when you start out juggling, you don't start out with knives. You get marshmallows. Or you get with someone who's juggled with some knives. And she's only been at the program she mentioned for two years. In comedy, you're an embryo. Yeah. You're an embryo in comedy when you've only done it for two years. You know? But to... To even just go back to appropriation last week, me and Sochi had the um, privilege to yeah, very much so an honor, very much so an honor to be involved in. Uh, my roommate is doing a series, a documentary series, a docu series, a docu series, if you yeah. will, um, about Black women in the arts, creative, and their struggle with being stereotyped, appropriation, um, while doing their art. And it's so funny that so she went through this after she just spoke about how right. she absolutely must be the person in the room to show that, you know, white is not the only right type of comedy. So the fact that she went through this, it's like, it's almost like you spoke it up. 
Yeah. Because you you said this was gonna happen last week. Mm-hmm. You said this was gonna happen. Yeah. Um. It to me, it just saddens me that it's 2016 and we still have to explain shit like this to people. Yeah. But I mean, I count it as an honor and a privilege to even be in the room because we need to be in the room where it happens. The room where it happens. The room where it happens. That's why I'm applying for fellowships. That's why I'm applying for workshops. And I'm applying for writers fellowships with all white companies and shows. I'm going to have to deal with this again. So I might as well get some practice in because who's going to be there? This and this very incident that happened is why Wyatt Sinek, <clears throat> the black man that was the writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, this is why he quit. Because Jon Stewart wanted to put up some step and fetch it type bit. And if you guys want to hear the whole story, you can go to the podcast WTF with Mark Marin and look up Wyatt Sinek and listen to the whole story. And he told John this is offensive. And John was like, okay, we won't put it up. Then they came back to another meeting in the writer's room and John presented it again. They had an argument so much that they had an, it went into the hallway and people were coming out of their offices. And John was like, well, you didn't get mad at the Holocaust bit we did. He said, well, you're Jewish. I expect for you to know how far you need to go as a Jewish person. And he quit. So these type of conversations need to happen. I'm happy that it happened. I'm thankful that if she wouldn't have wrote this sketch, this conversation wouldn't have happened. These, the white people in the room wouldn't have known how intense this affects us and how offensive it is and how it makes me feel. And, and I'm, I'm happy that it happened. I, I have to get practice in this. This is not the first time that this is going to happen. This won't be the last. And I, I'm here in the fight. If, I'm not, if you don't want to be a part of the struggle, that's fine. But somebody got to. Where does and some- I, Oh, I'm sorry. And I couldn't leave, too, because the black person who's the coordinator there, what allies is he going to have? I can't. I couldn't leave him hanging. My loyalty to my black and Latino brothers and sisters overrides my feelings every day. What are some ways that you think we can, I, I mean, we can't stop appropriation, but we can make mm-hmm. people aware that it's not okay? I think it's in the manner in how you do it. I think it's pulling someone to the side. I think it's because I always think about these three things before I want to say something. I say, does what I say need to be said? One, two, does what I say, does what I want to say need to be said by me? Three, does what I want to say need to be said by me right now? You need to take into account all those things because sometimes it's not the time. And although I was very emotional, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't not say something yet on Friday. I had to say it. I had to say it. And y'all, you know what happened after the fact? Me and her and the other black girl that was in there, we're, we are still living with this and still having these conversations. And the white people get to go back in the room and start working on new sketches. Today, two days later, I'm still living with it. I am going to get over it at some point because I have to to move forward and be in this community. But I'm still living. That's what it means to be black. So when you over here appropriating, you don't get to this. This what I'm feeling right now. You will never know. Why do you choose to go to UCB? I choose to go because there are amazing teachers that are there. They 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 are and and they're white. Okay, there are it's 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 UCB amongst other ones. I mean, we have the growlings. There is like, you know, Second City and stuff like that that are, you know, amazing and stuff like that. But I'm in New York. Second City isn't here. UCB really is a standard. 
Um, they don't let, they don't let, uh, it's a long process to get things put up. Not like a class show, not what she did. That's a class show. But when you want to put up a sketch or certain things like that, there, it's a very rigorous process, which I appreciate It's very hard. So, you know, when you get up there, if you get on the house team, if you get on a spank, which we have, like when you do a sketch, you know, like nigga, we made it. Like you did your ish. Like, you know, you did your thing. So I appreciate that. I like the people that are there. i I vibed with them. I like their um, format that they have for improv. And they've given me a chance. Like, I don't know anybody else. And it, it might have happened before, but I'm on scholarship and internship. Like, I'm winning. You know, like, there are some black people that don't get a scholarship. There are white people that, there are white people that have been waiting for over a year to get an internship. Do you think? the lack of diversity is because of the shit like this. It is. And it's for, and I get it. People don't want to be a part of the I struggle. Don't they don't want to. I get that. But I, so if you're not going to be there and everybody else is not going to be there, who's going to be there? It's not I, for everybody. I get it's it. It's not for everybody. I get it. And, it's not for everybody. And I, I, I appreciate you for being a person that wants to show them the way. I just don't feel like they're going to change. But you know what? I affected change on Friday. I know that I did. Based upon the conversations I had after the fact, I know that I did. And I know in that the I lives was... of those individuals, but I'm just saying, as a whole of as but the I'm program. Not trying, but you know what? That's gonna take some time. I don't know, I don't know about the whole program. They've been around for how long? But the thing is, Dorian, and how many people have left? I come in contact with so many black people that leave shows. because of shit like this. I know, but if you leave, how are we going to affect change? I don't think they want to change. I'm just going to say it. The fact that they were able to put up a show and it was people acting like slaves, not only acting but, like slaves, but, but listening, they're talking about slaves that could read, and it was just like... You have to be kidding me. But you want to know why there's probably no black person that is going to say because something. Because they don't want to say something because they don't want to be a part of this shit. Okay. It's racist. And, and, you can, and you cannot, you can choose to not be a part of the struggle. You can choose to not be there. But if it's just me and I'm just the Rosa Parks fighting to sit in front of the bus, then so be it. But this is my thing. I'm asking you these questions because I'm feeling like, why do you feel like you have to affect change at a place like that? That it's obvious they don't Because want to it's change. a community that I'm a part of and that I want to affect change of and I want but to... But that's why I'm asking you, why do you want to be a part of this community? Why do you feel like you have to be a part of that community? I don't feel like I have to be a part. I want to be a part and I appreciate them for giving me a shot, for giving me a chance. Nobody gets diversity scholarships out here. It'd be 700 applicants they only award 35 and I put in my work and they they honor me for that they appreciate me for that I when I stay do after you believe gyms, that they honestly appreciate you yes I do I don't believe that every white person in there is racist there are white people in there that are not like that. And I get, and I, and I, and I love my black people. If you, if, when, if you want to walk out because you hear something that's foul and racist and, you know, uh, and is offensive and demeaning to you and your experience, walk out. I, I get that. But what I'm saying is if we all walk out, who's in the room? Who's in the room? And I will continue to be a part of the struggle. I will continue to pull you aside and say, come here. Okay. I know that's not your intent. And I know you might be ignorant of this experience. And a lot of them do not 
have black friends. A lot of them, or they have the one black friend that was the Carlton Banks and was so happy to be on the golf course or at these hedge fund meetings that they let them say the word nigga. So you need to, I have to be there because if I'm not there, who else is going to be there? And it's not, comedy is, is, is mine too. It's mine but, too. And, and I, I understand that. So why not create your own space? Like why be a part I'm not of that? Saying, I'm not saying. Why that. be a part of that? Because it's to me, from what I see, I feel like they don't want to change and they're not going to. I feel like UCB is white comedy for me. I just feel like that's what they want it to be. That's their stamp. That's their brand. And that's it. They bring in diversity because they feel like they have to in a sense of the world, you know, not because they necessarily want to. Hell, Broad City didn't even because it's too diverse. That's my thing. Why not? You know, I get wanting to learn from someone. I get wanting to, you know, shit, hone in, learn from the best. Yes. They're great teachers. Yes. I understand that. But get with you to me. If this is my opinion, this is how I see it, they're not going to change. I feel like they're not going to change because that's But not, I can't have that type of attitude, Dory. It's I not even an attitude. For me, it's fact. For me, it's fact. It's fact for you. For, for, for what's been going on. I don't know how long UCB has been. How, how long have they been in school? 11 years. That ain't shit. 11 they, years. They ain't 11 even a years, damn adult. 11 years. But the thing is, I mean, it is, it's not the thing-ish. I mean. No, I was, said that ain't, no, I ain't say that ain't shit. I'm saying 11 years ain't oh, shit. The, not it's not years. a long okay, time. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you look at our alumni, like we are the like over 50% of alumni working in comedy in front of the camera, behind the camera, ghostwriters are from UCB. And what I feel is that. I understand that a lot of their comedy, you know, is white. That's a lot of notes that I get from people. But that's why I go to these jams and I go up there because there was a black girl that came to a jam and they said, she said, X, I came to a jam before and I was like, this is not my type of comedy. They're not funny to me. And I decided to give it another shot. And I saw you up there tonight and you were funny to me. You made me laugh. And that lets me know anytime I come here, at least there's going to be one other black girl. So if I leave, who is she going to have? I just I got it. My my discipline. Like, why 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 do we ha why we can't have our own UCB? But I'm, I'm, I'm Marcus Garvey in this bitch. Who, why we can't have our own UCB? But who's to say that? Who's to say that that that's not going to be the end goal, or that I'm not going to start that, or somebody will? But I don't even have the necessary tools. Who are even notable black comics that came from UCB? Notable black. Well, the thing is, it's not. It's not about notable. Like, a lot of them, Dory, you're not going to know, but they're working. They're making money. They're not famous, but they're writing. They're ghostwriting. You know, they're doing okay, things. Okay. So, they don't... I mean, the only person anybody would know is Childish Gambino. Like, you know, but it's like, for for us... And he's appeals to a white market. I mean, that, it's just very white. And I, and I get that, Dory, and I get that. And there are people it's, like Natasha Rockwell, who I love, and who was one of the first black women that I saw that resonated with me. And she's on the, if you guys look up the character thing on Netflix, that's her uh, talking there. Uh, I mean, her not her talking there. She's doing sketches and stuff like that. And she raps and she's, you know, she, she does certain things like that. And I get that a lot of the black people that are at UCB, you know, are... Uh, 
America's black friend. You know, they're black nerds, which Charles Gambino said being a black nerd was illegal until 2003, which is true. It is. A lot of, a lot of black people were not rocking with that, you nope. know, which was unfair. You couldn't unfair. be different. You couldn't... Exactly. You, you had to be hood. Couldn't be goth. Yeah, you had you to know, be You know, you can't be goth. You can't, you know, be a nerd. You can't be at Comic-Con. So I appreciate that those experiences are up there, but those are also experiences that are safe for the, the masses. But what I'm saying is that I want to affect change. I want to bring about change. I want these conversations to happen. But why do you have to affect... Why you can't just create your own shit? But who said that I don't want to, Dorian? But why not educate? Why why just let people do racist things or say... Because they want to. I feel like if something's been going no. on for 11 years and it's exact... Yeah, they, they want to. But I, I'm not saying that they, they all want, want to. to but, but we can't make it a general thing for Every for time everybody. I'm there, when I went to see you, I'm just looking around and I'm just like, I am in the Lower East Side and I see nothing but white people... That ain't even New York to me. That's crazy to me. Well, it's because of your... Because nobody wants to fucking be there because this shit is white as fuck. It's white as fuck. But if every... And I get that door and I respect you. And that's why I spoke up. It's like they have a sign on the door that says whites only. Honestly. That's how I feel in there. I know, and that's why I spoke up. That's why I couldn't walk out. And I said that. I said, I'm speaking up not just for me, but for my best friend who doesn't want to come because of stuff like this. And that's why I had to stay there. And I have, even if I affect one person, I've affected somebody. And I'm not saying that, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to affect change in the whole school. I don't know. I mean, I believe you, you will be able to in a sense of, like, making them aware of it. But do they want to change? I do not see it. But we don't know. We don't know do. everyone. We don't know. I feel like they, that that is their brand. That's their brand. White, lily white comedy. That That's their brand. But you know what, Dorian? When I was having this conversation with a group of white girls, I'm in an, um, an all-lady improv practice group, and they are, I mean, it's 90% white. There's me and one other black girl who comes, and one other Latino. I've only seen her once, though. And I was having this conversation with them about race. It, uh, it just, like, sporadically just came up, and we started talking about it. And I was telling them how, you know, with y'all, I'm, you know, what we call white people ready. I was like, there aren't certain terminology, certain jargon I'm not going to use with you all because I don't know you all yet. I'm still trying to get to know you. And I don't know if you have a vast experience of black people and you just know from what you see on Love and Hip Hop. You see what I'm saying? And and what I and I also said too, I was like, you know, some of y'all references I don't get. I don't understand. And a lot of times it's just kind of like I have to go with the flow. And they were like, X, but... These are white girls saying, X, we're tired of seeing Jewish summer camps. You know, we're tired of seeing scenes about, you know, all like white Star Trek, Star Wars, Holocaust, the war. Like, you know, we want to see something different. So there are white people out there at this institution that want to see my experience, that crave to see something different, that feel that it's the same too. So I can't leave. I can't leave. Who's going to be there? Who's going to be there? And it hurts. I cried on my way home. I cried when I woke up Saturday morning. I was, I'm still intense right now. But I, I, I can't leave. I can't leave. And I can't leave the other black people that are there in the fight. There's so few of us, Dorian. We're not even an entity. We're too small to be an entity. We're like a dot there. So we, we got to have our allies. And discipline is acknowledging 
that it's going to be hard and still choosing that route. So I have to be disciplined. I, I have to stick in those rooms. I have to be positive. I have to pray. I have to talk to the other black people and know that I'm not in this alone. And there's strength in numbers. So that's... I mean, I, I, I understand. I, I get that as far as like wanting to affect change for me. And I'm going to end this segment on this note. I just don't see that they want to change. Okay. And I respect that. I just see that they don't want to. I don't believe that they want to change. I feel like that is not their brand. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from a business standpoint because even when I go there, the people that are not white do white comedy. And they feel like they have to, to be a part of this. Well, we can't say that they feel that they have to. That might just be their thing. They're, they're, they, they feel just, like they have to. I can't, I can't. That That's not fair, Dorian. That's not fair. That's not fair to say that the black people there feel that they have to. That can be their experience. There are black people that went to predominantly white schools or were raised in a predominantly white neighborhood, and that's their experience. That's what... That's just but they're they not know. even showing their experience that they're black, though. That's my thing. But it's, why can't it be that that's our black experience is different? That's their black. I don't believe that every single black person, Indian person, Hispanic person that goes to UCB has a non-cultural experience. I don't believe that. I feel like they go there. They want to be on UCB Herald teams. They want to be a part of the UCB culture, and they adapt to that culture. That's I absolutely do not believe that. To me, it doesn't make sense. There's no way that every single person of that is of a diverse background comes to UCB and has a, a white experience in life. I don't believe that. I feel like they adapt. No, but these to, are the ones to, that you see. The, these are the ones that you see. Every, that are, that I, are I, I don't go every night like you. That's what I'm saying. You have a very limited view because you've only been to two shows. So that's what I'm saying. For reasons it isn't, such as. Yeah, I and I get that, Dorian. But what I'm saying is that it's it's not like that. I've had conversations. I've seen our experience up there specifically to that. But I get how, too, as a black person, you may not want to go up there and be like, yo, what's up, my G? Because you don't want to be put into this little box. So it, it's like... But it's, it's art. Why do you even have to feel like you're going to be put into a box? You are creatively expressing yourself. Well, with improv, there is a base reality and then an unusual thing happens. And as a black and Mexican woman, as an Afro-Latino, you are my base unusual. reality is the unusual thing. Right. So you are right. I am conscious of certain things and certain stereotypes when I get up there. You're supposed to just think off the top of your intelligence. I never think off the top of my intelligence because my initial reaction to something is not going to be a gifting, as we say to you. You're not, like, there was a black guy that was up there and a white boy said something about a baby boy. And he was like, oh, baby boy, I love that movie. And he got ready to play and the white boy resisted because it's like now the unusual thing is happening and you don't want to play when it comes to my culture. You don't want to play with me. But when y'all over here talking about ACDC, who I still don't know who the hell they are, I just went with it. I was like, all right. Um, and I asked questions and I was on stage and that's just what happened. But bottom line, y'all, whatever, whatever realm that you're in and it's predominantly white and you're a person of color, I will behoove you that if you could just somehow find it in your heart of hearts, in the pity of stomach, muster some strength from somewhere 
to be there and to be a part of the struggle. And if it's not for you, if you feel like you cannot handle it without lashing out or flipping the table, putting your hands on somebody, by all means, please leave. But we need y'all. If y'all are in, if y'all are nonprofit, if y'all are an accountant, if y'all are in film and television, hell, if you in construction, whatever it is, because if we're not there to educate, to make people aware, if, if nothing else, they can't claim ignorance, Dory. After Friday, they can't claim ignorance. They can't say that they don't know. But um, I didn't. I didn't know that that conversation was gonna go that long. We are gonna have this conversation again, absolutely, specifically um, with the coordinator who is black to talk about this situation. Um, and I think we. Sh- do you want to do some good in the hood? Can we talk about some good? Please? We'll, we'll get back to the good in the hood. But um, I will let you guys know we have so many roomy reports. Hey! So, so I'm gonna something read. good. Tell me something good. Ow, ow. Hey, tell, tell me, tell me, tell me. Hey. Okay, so who is this from? Or is it anonymous? It's your boy. Who? Jeremy. Jeremy. I never say Jeremy. I say Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy Fowler. How you say his last Jeremy Fassler. Fassler. Fassler, who I love, who told me I better apply for the forefront to with Samantha B. He's white. Um, I can't he, wait till Jeremy hears your experience about this. He ain't gonna like it. No, I. Oh yeah, we talked. Jeremy about it. is a social justice warrior. <laughs> okay, he is on the front lines yes, with us. Yes, Jeremy is white, and uh, his his family I love. His mom does so much stuff for us as a people. I randomly met him in a bar in Brooklyn. Oh girl, you know I talked about him Saturday morning. I was like, Jeremy, this is what happened. He was like, this. this I'm talking about like you know and he was like he was like I think that we're harping on I'm doing Jeremy's voice it was texting but I'm doing Jeremy's voice he was like I think what you're upset is that they were harping on this man being racist and not that he's just stupid yeah yeah and I was like yeah Jeremy so yeah shout out to you Jeremy I love you so much so um, let's get to Jeremy's roomy story yeah so I lived behind Lincoln Center on 64th Street for a couple months actually this was where I was living when I first met you so as a subletter Two dancers lived there, and I took the third room. I'm a writer, and the room had no desk, so I constantly had to type from my bed. And by the end of the day, my shoulders hurt so awfully. <laughs> I love him. One of the dancers, Reggie, had, um, had to leave for a tour while I was, <clears throat> while I was there. So, so a second subletter moved in, and all he did was sit around and get stoned. Living, <laughs> living with him was like living with Tally, the talking towel from South Park, who always getting high and all the time. Who was always getting high all the time, excuse me. But that's not even the weirder story. About a few weeks ago, about a few weeks after I first moved in, Reggie was still living there. I was sleeping in my room. Now I'm usually not the most sound sleeper. But one of the weird things about this apartment was while I was living there. Oh, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. While I was living there, I slept better and left. I slept better and later than and later than I had ever in my life. So I was on a roll this night, like all nights. But then I heard this weird noise and it sounded like it sounded like the door to my room had been opened. And then I heard this loud thud on the floor. I flung the covers off and got up suddenly. I saw Reggie lying on the floor, drunk and naked. I was standing (laughs) over him thinking, is he ever going to get up? Fortunately, he did. He said one word, sorry, and left. The next day I told him he wandered in, wandered in drunk. And he went, oh, God, was I naked? <laughs> so this is a 
reoccurring thing for Reggie. This is a thing for Reggie. <laughs> He's like, oh, again, naked. Now, oh my God, Dorian. If, <laughs> I've definitely been the drunk roommate before, but naked, bro? Well, you wasn't all the way naked. I had to put some clothes on you, though. I've been that. Remember with the DJ Mustard thing? Yeah. <laughs> I woke Dorian. up, y'all, with a trash can by her head. Dorian got so lit, they couldn't go to the event. She was too hype. She was like, somebody from L.A. gonna be here. <laughs> y'all, I had just been in New York maybe like a month, month or two. Maybe a month, yeah. I came home, and, and Dorian was scantily, you know, clothed, and I had to put some clothes on her. It was like 1 a.m. I had to get up at 4, work and brunch, and then I just scooted her over, and Dory, like, literally, Dory was like, oh. <laughs> the girl was asleep. I was like pushing her. You know, Dory is not a big girl, but when you're like sleep, like you're like lifeless almost. So like I'm like pushing her, and she's just like, uh, uh. <laughs> yes, Jeremy, that is hilarious. And Jeremy, I love you so much. Um, as far as uh East versus West, um, I, I have a word uh that we need to discuss because I keep forgetting that it means something different. The word tight, tight. So for us. West Coasters, tight is like you the bomb, you the shit, you, you lit. Popping. You Poppington. Yes. But over here, like, because what happened was I was talking to um, one of the uh, security guards at my job. He's from Brooklyn. And um, he was saying what he's about to do this weekend. And I was like, oh, you tight? He was like, why, why would I be tight? I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, no, like, we don't, that doesn't mean that. Like, where I'm from, like, L.A., like, when you say you tight, that means, like, oh, that's what's up. Like, you popping, like, you lit. Right, it's a, it's right, a great right, thing. Like, right. I was like, like, if I would have got my hair done today, and you'd be like, oh, actually, you tight? Like, yes, you know? Yes. He was like, nah. I was like, yeah, I said, y'all take everything, turn it into negative. <laughs> y'all just negative over here. Why is that? Why is tight? And it was like, yeah, like, he was like, no, because it means, like, you got me tight. Like, I'm mad. You got me, I'm tight. And they I'm be, like, they be mad as Hell. You'll be mad as hell out here. So that's the East versus West out here. So when you come out here, you know, uh, West Coasters, and you be like, oh, yeah, you tight. You know, think before you tight. You know, think before you you talk about that or whatever. And I will not let this episode end without... Okay. I can't wait to throw some tubs around. <laughs> okay? Bitch better have my tub. Okay? I'm a little mad that, the, that we ain't going to see tubs for like... 13, 14, 15 years. 2030 is when they're coming out. What? Girl, we always get the short end of the stick. Well, I well, she better be a full body. I want the, that need to be the biggest $20 bill I didn't ever see. It just better not be no quote, like, no, don't put no slave talk, like, just Harriet Tubman. That's no, I don't want to see no eyes be free. Whoo, Dork. Okay. Do you want a revolution? Whoa, whoa. At, right. <laughs> Right. Do you want it? Like, Because I'm going to give it to you. X going to give it to I you. But I absolutely think it's awesome that Harriet Tubman will be on the front face of the $20 bill. I want that black face on the front face. Come on. on. Yes, yes. Come through, Miss. We Tubbs. ain't going to even want to break 20s. Like, change? I have none. No, no I, I don't want no change. <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I'm only going to pay in 20s. I'm going to go and I'm going to say, be better have my 20. Have my 20. Have my Tubman. Have my Tubman. I want I want Sweet Brother Martin. <laughs> Sweet Queen Coretta. Yeah. I want everybody. This needs to be a whole. By the time I'm 89, I want all my dollars with black faces. Absolutely. On a hundred need to be Obama. And you know what was so crazy? You guys, the format of this show is just screwed, so. But whatever. it's awesome. Um, 
it was so funny that there were still those quote unquote woke consciously consciously black people that were talking about how we should not be happy that Harriet Tubman is now Why? on the face because Why? this um is a distraction from the things that are going on. I'm like, are you kidding me? Then there were people going as far as Prince was the sacrifice. Oh, okay. You know, I I like to end the show now. I'm not we're not going to entertain it. I'm not doing shut the shut the hell up. First of all, Prince, let me tell you something he was why I sick love Prince. And he died. Yeah. That's it. Well, the reason I love Prince because to see a man be so secure in his masculinity and wear the stuff he wore and still could pull every breezy up in this piece. Fine. 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 And and the baddest was Apollon. Okay. Fine. Vanity. Okay. Vanity six. Excuse was me. Lit. Okay. Yeah. Every single one of them was mine. No, yeah. I want to be a lover. Dun, 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 dun. We, we ain't got licensing, so we got to sing it ourselves. But <laughs> Favorite Prince song. Favorite Prince song. Oh, until the end That's of time. That's our best friends. Adore. Be there for you. Hey, you are my heart and mind. What? I truly adore you. See, that was going to be my wedding song. I don't even know. I mean, I could still have it, but I'm going to be crying. I might not want to get married no more. I'm like, you know what? Turn this off. Turn on Turn on some hot girl. I just need I just need something. And also, y'all, coming up, y'all need to know, in May, we going to New Orleans. We about to make that noise. Clap for y'all. We're going to have an episode in New Orleans. Yeah, are we going to ah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been getting ready. I've been on my chopper stat. I want to chop, chop. So she looking chop, like chop. a bomb, okay? Y'all, listen, all I did was shower and shave. That's it. I looking mean, I just be looking like a bomb. Because I be looking like a bum. <laughs> I always, y'all, I don't be feeling like it. I work seven to five. I be doing all this comedy. I be tired. Well, she out here, over here, you know, justice, no peace, okay? Got the <laughs> all, all black, black on. I, I picked my fro out because I need a bandana. I need y'all to know. Baby hair's on fleek. Yeah, thanks to my mama. Shout outs to her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's this week's episode. We hope y'all enjoyed it. It's a little out of format. I'm very emotional. As I said, I'm on my period. I'm about to get a vegan honey bun. <laughs> I need something. Those exist. That's all. Awesome. Those exist, yeah. And um, we're, we thank y'all so much for rocking with us. Please stay tuned. Um, I believe our next episode is going to have our first guest. Hey. So, uh, we're excited about that. And also, Rumi Reports, hit us up, atcwdx at gmail.com. And uh, send in your music, like we said. We want all types of music. Blues, grass, whatever. Just don't be racist. Please don't be racist. We love y'all. Bye. Bye. True.